morning again. Welcome to the Village Church, where our mission is to know Jesus, enjoy Jesus, and glorify Jesus. And our vision is broken people coming together and to embrace Jesus, to embrace and extend Jesus' love. If you're a first-time guest at the Village, you'll find a QR code on the front of the worship guide that will lead you to a link that the church's information and the guest form that'll help us connect with you. At the Village Church, we believe the giving of tithes and offerings are an act of worship. So some ways you can do this is by visiting our website at intervillage.net, mailing a check to an address, which is 2103 Virginia Boulevard, Huntsville, Alabama, or the offering box in the back of the sanctuary. And some announcements for today. Today's our 22nd day of prayer and fasting. Um, so three more days to go. <laughs> Remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to start. After worship service, there's a congregational meeting to present the 2024 budget. There's Village Kids Stay and Play. And also, and February 4th, Sunday equipping classes start. Stay up to date with upcoming events. Please review the worship guide. These are our announcements. Please govern yourselves accordingly. And now for words of preparation, which is based on Psalms 19, verse 4, verse 14. Fill our worship with grace, Lord Jesus Christ, that every thought, word, and deed may be acceptable to you, our rock and redeemer. Let's take a moment to let the Spirit lead us through our heart and mind for worship. Amen. Would you please stand for our call to worship? I will do the leader part, and will you please respond with the part that's labeled speaker? Our help is in the name of the Lord. We will give thanks to you, O Lord, with our whole heart. We will tell of all your wonderful deeds.
us praise our God and King. That being said, y'all don't be afraid to sing along with me, amen? We're just going to make one big choir and sing these songs we know like this. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Yeah, y'all sound good. Shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait. I will wait. I will wait on you, and I will trust in you. I will trust, I will trust in you. One more time, the Lord is, the Lord is my light and sound. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is, the Lord is my light and sound. Whom shall I fear? I will wait, I will wait on you, and I will trust in you, I will trust in you, I will trust in you, I will remain, oh, I will remain confident in this, I will see the goodness of the Lord, say that again, I will remain, I will
up. Y'all sound good. Come on. We set our hope on your love. We set our hope on the one who is the everlasting God. You are the everlasting God. I will remain safe. Soft and sweet, I will, I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Now let's sing one more song that we all know. This one says, Lord, you are good. Amen. Y'all don't be scared. Y'all sounded real good in that last song, so sing real loud in this one too, okay? Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Say that again. Lord, you are good today. Lord, you are good and mercy endureth forever. Aren't you glad that's true? Say, Lord, Lord, you did end your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation, people from every nation, from generation, from generation to
sound good. Come on. You are good all the time and all the time. We worship you. Savior Jesus Christ, to the pastor, Alex Xander Shipman, <laughs> to all my brothers and sisters, I'm glad to be here this morning. Uh, the, the flu is a terrible, terrible sickness, so it's good to be able to stand before you today. Um, now is the time when we go give thanks to our Lord for his greatness. Let us pray. Oh, you may be seated, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Alex. It is written, I was glad when they said, let us come into the house of the Lord. Lord, we are thankful. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord, that you sit high and you look low. Thank you, Lord, that there's nothing that we're going to encounter that ever surprises you. Thank you, Lord, that there's nowhere we can go where you do not exist. Your word says that if we ascend into the heavens, you are there. If we ascend into, the he- into, the, into hell, you are there. Where can we go where your Holy Spirit does not exist? We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you sent, our, sent your son to die for us on our, for our sins, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your patience with us, Lord, when we are sinful and we're not deserving of the grace that you give us. You thank you, Lord, when we are sick. You're faithful to heal us spiritually, physically. We thank you, Lord God, that you gave us strength to come here and just worship you and give you what you deserve, Lord God, our best. We thank you, Lord, as we went through the week, Lord, and we didn't know how things were going to turn out. Things worked out in our favor and for our good. We thank you, Lord God, when we have people that are sick and shut in and they needed your strength. They need your power. They need your healing power. Lord, we, pray, we thank the Lord that you will visit them. We thank you, Lord, that you cause the sun to shine. And you cause the rain to fall just for our needs to be met for food. Thank you, Lord, God, that you give us shelter. In the physical shelter, but you can also hide in your body and in your presence. Lord God, where you take care of us and you tend to us. Our emotional needs, Lord God. When we're stressed out and we don't see how we're going to make it, Lord, you are there. So, Lord, we're thankful this day for how good you are to us. We're thankful, Lord God, that you've given us your word. Lord, and we don't often believe it, but, Lord, you said you'll put your word in our heart. You'll be our God and we'll be your children. And so, Lord, you give us what we need, all that we have, even in the righteousness that we think we have, we've created for ourselves. Lord, you imputed it to us. So we thank you for that. We thank you for your glory that you're deserving. 
And we can't, we long for the day when we can stand before and we can lay our crown at your feet. We thank you, Lord God, that you've given us to be leaders, the men to be leaders of our household. We thank you, Lord God, that you've given us beautiful brides and, and loved ones to help us carry out this journey in your name, in your name and not on our own. We thank you, Lord God, that you've given us voices to sing of your praises through music, through prayer, and how we live our life, Lord God, for you. We're just thankful, Lord God. We thank you for the leadership of this church. We thank you, Lord, how they carry on, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God, how you've just given us wisdom and how to trust you when we still don't see our way. Lord, you've always shown yourself faithful. So we're thankful for that. So, Lord, we continue to just want to bless your name throughout this service. We thank you for the word that's going to come forth with power and conviction. Lord, I pray that you will soften our hearts, Lord God, that we will be blessed, Lord God, and that we can go out and bless others because we know your word is true. We thank you for, again for this day. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now is the time of confession of faith, the Apostle Creed. I'm going to read the question, and we will all read the answer. The first question goes, do you believe in God, the Holy, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This song says that God, your presence is like heaven to me. I don't know about you, but I'm really grateful that we serve a God who is the ultimately good shepherd who never removes his presence from us. Amen? So even when times get hard, even when life is rough, his presence is always there, and his presence is like heaven. Amen? Let's sing this song. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Matchless love and beauty in this world. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. And your prayer.
Nothing in this world will satisfy. Nothing in this world will satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Say that again. Jesus, you're the cup that won't. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. So Jesus is the cup that won't run dry. Let us spend a few moments meditating on that truth. Jesus is the cup in our life that will never, ever, ever run dry. Spend a few moments meditating on that truth. opening it up and the box was empty 
I'm assuming it was a prank, but you should have seen all the, that joy turn into almost tears, you know, because they were so disappointed. They had all their hopes set on this PlayStation 5 for Christmas, and, and then when they thought they got it, it was an empty box. What if I told you that Jesus has a gift for us today? And inside that gift, inside that box, it's not empty. It's something that we all need. It's prayer. Have you ever thought about prayer as a gift from God to his church? Not something you have to do. Prayer is something you get to do. Because think about all the other uh, people in the world. I preached a sermon a few weeks ago that says uh, Christians don't have a monopoly on prayer. All people from other faiths, they, they pray. But the one thing that sets us apart is the fact that when we pray, our prayers are what? Heard. They're heard. And so it's the, the, the text today, Jesus that the prayer that is commonly, prayer that, this prayer that is always known as the Lord's Prayer, it really is a disciple's prayer. Because Jesus says to his disciples, pray then like this. Now, how does the prayer begin? Our Father. That's communal. He gives us the gift of a communal prayer that begins with our Father who is in heaven. And so today we're, we're going to work through some of these petitions of this communal prayer. And here's my main point in this sermon. Effective prayer petitions God to hallow his name, establish his kingdom, and to fulfill his will. Effective prayer petitions God to hallow his name, Establish his kingdom and to fulfill his will. Please join me in a word of prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to bless the preaching of the word. Holy Spirit, thank you for your work in the life of the church corporately and in the lives of of us as individual uh, Christians. I really do believe that when the saints gather, that you supernaturally work through all the elements of these worship gatherings. That you are using these to to encourage us, to draw us closer to the heart of Christ and to give us what we need to minister to our hearts and our minds, our emotions, to, to give us encouragement, to give us correction. You, Holy Spirit, you do this. And so I pray that that you would take the word that is preached today to and apply it to my heart and apply, and apply it to the hearts of those who are here and those who may be tuning in online. That you will help us to be able to not just hear the word, but also apply the truth that we read and listen to. Apply it to the, the places in which we do life. That the word will will fall on humble hearts and teachable hearts. And that you will give us the power to live as the people of God. 
pray that you would do this for our good and for the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who knows what it means to make a petition? Everybody makes a petition about something. Maybe even some of you have made uh, petitions for a particular issue or cause. A petition is a formal written request that appeals to some authority with respect to a particular issue. So you want somebody who is in a petition, position of authority to do something, to, to, do, to help you fulfill a cause or to speak a truth into a situation. For example, residents can petition their landlord. Can you please come make some repairs? Kids can petition their parents for more screen time. Now stay up late. Employees can petition their, their employer for a pay increase or, or can I get more time off? Citizens can petition their elected officials, protect our voter rights, build a wall, make America great again. Just as people can stand up for stop the steal or hashtag not my president, we're earnest and sweating blood to ensure that we all vote for the right candidate. We have access to a sovereign who doesn't require us to go into the voting booth. This sovereign actually changes things, perfectly aligned to his will for our good. And he is without scandal. And yet he has multiple lawsuits against him, but he, he always wins. And since he always wins, we can confidently petition him to hallow his name. That is, honor your name. Make sure your name is revered, holy, like the ground that Moses stood on in Exodus. Who is responsible for ensuring that God's name is revered and respected throughout the world? Who's responsible for that? Take a moment to, to think about that, to reflect on that question. Who is responsible to make sure God's name is holy throughout the land? Is it the church's responsibility? Is it the responsibility of individual Christians? Remember what a petition is. A petition is you requesting an authority figure to, to help with a particular cause and issue. Think about it like this. Most of you know I, I, I love photography, particularly landscape photography. So imagine for a moment uh, a landscape photographer is going to the Smoky Mountains. Because he or she, they want to get a great shot of the Smokies. Now, here's the question. Does the image they take make the Smoky Mountains beautiful? Or are the Smoky Mountains beautiful because they're the Smoky Mountains? Because they're the Smoky Mountains. And so, we're the photographer. We get to praise and worship God as holy corporately and individually. 
We get to do these things in our personal walks and our faith and, and in these 25 days of prayer and fasting. And corporately, we get to worship him weekly in, in our gatherings as holy and our small groups and our monthly prayer, prayer gatherings. We get to do this in our family devotions. We, and, and so what this means is that we get to engage him in service and sing songs to him. We get to do all these things with a joy and, and, and with a smile. We're Christians, and we don't have to be mad about it either. We get to glorify his name with our life and our jobs and being on time to work and kindness to our neighbors. If you're a student, doing your homework and being a good student, we get to do all these things with great joy and freedom. But the act of worshiping God's name as holy is distinct. From the act of making it holy. God makes his own name holy. Our praise and worship is just a response to that. We get the privilege of worshiping him as holy. His name as holy. We don't have to do it. We get to do it. It's a difference. Psalm 138 Verses 1 and 2 says, I give thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I will sing your praise. I'll bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name and for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. And your What do these games here have in common? Risk, Monopoly, Clash of Clans, Roblox. What are these games? These are all great games. What, what do they all have in common? You get to create. You get to conquer. You get to control. These games give players the ability to establish their own kingdom. In the game of Monopoly, you're trying to establish a real estate kingdom where you take down everybody else and consume their resources so that you can be number one. So you drive everybody else into bankruptcy. And see, life can be approached the same way where we try to establish our own kingdom. Some of you young kids, you want to go to a certain college because you want to grow up and establish your own little kingdom, a kingdom in which you rule. So what are the little kingdoms that you rule now? If you're a young person, it could just be your bedroom. Your bedroom. For adults, it could be your house. It could be your job. It could be your family. It could be your sexuality. So what it is that you think you own and what kingdoms are you trying to build? You see, the second petition in the Lord's Prayer, and the, the prayer that he gave his disciples, is about the establishment of a kingdom. God's kingdom. Do I need the sign? Do I need a sign? Amen. God's kingdom. The petition says, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Who is responsible to ensure that God's kingdom will come? Is it it the responsibility of a particular nation? Political party, whoever sits in the Oval Office, 
Is it the church's responsibility? Hmm? Is it the pastor's responsibility? Is it the responsibility of individual Christians? So the work of proclaiming the kingdom of God is distinct from the work of making it actually come. Y'all. The kingdom of God points to his sovereign rule and control. His lordship. His kingship. Psalm 103 says, The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Okay? So God is not just a God of America. He's God over everything. Sometimes we got to let God out of the little box we put him in. Jesus ushers in the, the present reality of the kingdom with his first coming. So, because in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 4, he says, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand because the king has come in the flesh and blood. Put it this way. Does Jesus become a king or is Jesus born king? He's born king. Does it become king? He's born king. He is born king. One Christian says, the kingdom has come, it is coming, and it is to come. It was there when Jesus was exercising his authority. It is here now in us, and yet it is still to come. It will come when his rule and the reign of Christ will be established over the whole world, even in the physical and the material sense. So it has come, it is coming, it is here, and it is still to come. The already and the not yet. Revelation 5, Revelation 11, 15 says, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever and ever. In the second petition of the Lord's prayer, and of, of this prayer, we're asking God to let his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Think about what that means. That we're the only one of all the people in the world can pray that prayer. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And here's the thing about his kingdom. It is a monarchy. It's not a democracy. You don't get no votes. You don't, eat, you don't get the elect elected officials. It is a monarchy, but this monarch is a good king. He's a good king. One of my favorite quotes from, uh, from the Lord of the Rings, when, when Gandalf says, the hands of the king are the hands of a healer. That's what our king is, hands of a healer. So we are requesting our good king to extend his sovereign rule to tangible people, places, and things through this petition. The kingdom of God is about the renewal and restoration of all creation. Cosmic redemption. Making all things new. And as his people... We get to participate in this wonderful work of renewal and restoration. We get to participate in that. 
So we pray, let your kingdom come to my broken and abusive relationship as I seek help. Let it come, Lord. Let it come to the DHR system as I open up my home to kids without a home. Let it come to my toxic work environment as I try to hold my leadership accountable for the way they're leading. Let it come, Lord. Let it come in in under-resourced communities as I try to be the hands and, and feet of Christ. Let it come in this presidential election as I exercise my right to vote. Let it come as I battle cancer or any other sickness that I'm going through and mental illness, as I take my medication, as I go to therapy, as I go to chemo. Let it come, Lord. Let it come. As I walk with my aging parents, trying to love them, well, let it come. 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 Where does God's kingdom need to come in your life? As you live in life. If you pray that prayer as you're living, then he will come. It might not come how you want it to come, but he will come. Because he's not a man that he should lie. And his word should not return to him void. Because he is faithful to his truth. Citizenship in America, it it grants us freedoms. It grants us rights. It grants us privileges. Now, the other side of citizenship citizenship in America is that it also gives us constraints. Like we have laws. We have restrictions. So it's both hands. And the same is true For the citizens of God's kingdom. All Christians are equal citizens in God's kingdom, regardless of ethnicity, nationality, gender, age, or economic status. We're all the same. Okay? There's no 1% within God's kingdom. We're all 1%. And so being in God's kingdom is a gift that Jesus gives to those who believe in him and receive him for salvation. If you are a Christian, then you are a citizen within God's kingdom. You're beloved in his kingdom. Luke 17, 21 says, The kingdom of God is within you. Philippians 3, 20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven. Colossians 1, 13 says, He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. In Christ, we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That's us. That's you. No other group of people can claim this but Christians. Let that rest in your mind. A chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. 
being a citizen in God's kingdom, it comes with freedom and it comes with restriction. The third petition says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your plans be done, Lord. Let your purposes be done, Lord. Let your to-do list be done, Lord. Let your agenda be done, Lord. Let your goals be fulfilled, Lord. It's his will for us to embrace the freedoms and the restraints of our citizenship in his kingdom so that we can live the life we were meant to live, y'all. When you're driving down the driveway, when you're driving on the interstate, you're going to notice guardrails. Why do you think those guardrails are there? Why? Why are there guardrails there? They're there to protect cars from, from hitting large objects on the side of the road, like trees or a sign. It's there to, to for your safety. You see, the road represents freedom. The guardrails represent restraints. We are free to pursue God's will and find true peace in, in this path. But you got to understand, there is guardrails on that path. And those guardrails are love. Those guardrails is because you're his beloved. Those guardrails is because he likes you. Those guardrails are there because he knows what's ahead. He knows what's on the outside of those guardrails. We don't. So yes, we have the freedom to live and to function and to go, but there's freedom with restraints. Just like if you are a child, your parents give you freedom with restraints. You can't live in a house and do whatever you want to do and still live there. There's freedom with restraints. And the same is true when it comes to God's will and the life of his people. So where do you so what are you praying for when it comes to God's will in your life? His will for your growth, his will for your family, his will for your life and your career and your health. Do, 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 have we ever asked God, let your will come into my life, even if it means crossing out my will? Because we all have an agenda. We all have plans for our life. We all have plans for our future. We all have goals. We have dreams. But as Christians, we've got to understand sometimes those don't align with what God's goals and dreams and plans are for us. And so when you're praying, Lord, let your, king, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, please know you are also saying, Lord, let that be true in my life. So that if I'm going down a path that I shouldn't go on, change it. If I'm desiring something that does not honor you, convict me. If I'm in a relationship I shouldn't be in, convict me. If I'm doing something I shouldn't do, convict me. Lord. And sometimes that conviction can come from a brother or sister who the Lord sends into your life. And so it takes the Holy it takes us praying for the Holy Spirit to give us humility, surrender, dependency. Notice that all these petitions, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. 
for those things to be true in our life, we have to approach God like this. Lord, you know better than I do about my own life. Lord, you're God and I'm not. You're the creator of all creation. I'm your child. You're my father. And so I pray that you will give me a heart of surrender. Surrender. And it's hard surrendering to a God you don't believe is good. Do you believe he's good? I mean, if you don't, it's okay. He can work with that. All you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I don't believe he's good. I don't seem through so much. I don't been through so, too much. I don't believe he's good. So you're going to have to change my heart. And he would do that. He would do that. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask. Jeremiah 29, 11, verses 11 through 14 says, this is God speaking to his people. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you in to. In Christ, that stuff is true for us. It's true. If God made a plan to deal with our sins, can he not also make a plan to deal with what we're currently doing? Give him some credit. If he has made a way through Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension to deal with our sin and rebellion against him, can he not currently deal with the things that we currently struggle with? The prayer that we need to pray probably is this. Yes, I believe, but help my unbelief. Let us pray. Yes, Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. Help our unbelief. And we thank you that you are the one who make your name holy. You are the one who is bringing your kingdom and your will will be done, Lord. So, And thank you for that. And I pray that our response to that would be worship. It would be praise. It would be submission. It would be living in confidence, knowing that we are the beloved. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that you will work this truth in us. I pray also for those in our congregation who are, who are recovering from sickness. Be with them. Heal them, Lord. I pray for those who are dealing with other family stuff. Give them encouragement, Lord. Help them to know that there's always hope. Always hope. In the darkest of moments, in the hardest of situations, there is hope. And also justice. I pray for all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Will you please stand, saints, as we close our service.
last one. I made it. May the peace of the Lord go with you. Peace of the Lord go with you. May his spirit rest within you. Comfort and defend you. He is right beside you. Constantly remind you. You're a child of the King. May the peace of the Lord, may the peace of the Lord, peace of the Lord go with you. Spirit rest within you, the comfort and befriend you. He is right beside you to constantly remind you. You're a child of the one more time. May the peace of the Lord take the peace of the Lord go with you. Spirit rest within you, comfort and befriend you. He is right beside you, constantly behind you. You're a child of the King. You're a child of the King, say, you're a congregational meeting right after the service so please take a few minutes if you need to get some water use the restroom we are gathered back here in the sanctuary to present the 2024 budget we also have the kids village kids stay in play i think they're are they meeting in the fellowship hall yeah, in the fellowship hall also pray for the deacons and elders we have our uh joint meeting uh this afternoon so please pray that the holy spirit would bless our time now here's god's benediction now, may the, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all and all God's people said. Amen. Please greet one another, saints. Take a few minutes and please gather up.